0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Gary Roberts from Good Dudes Grow. Today's episode, we're going to find out about cannabis and professional sports by talking to an NBA legend, Mr. Antonio Harvey. So you won't want to miss this one. The Good Dudes Grow. We help you understand the benefits. With CBD
1: and cannabis. from opposing views to give you nothing but the facts. I welcome you to the show The Good dudes grow.
0: Hey everybody welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. I'm your host Gary Roberts. I have a special guest today uh, NBA legend Antonio Harvey. Uh, I'm excited to talk with this man because I've been trying to get athletes on my podcast for a while and trying to get athletes on the podcast is kind of like almost like pulling teeth because I know they got a lot of stuff to do and a lot of them don't want to put themselves on that platform but athletes and first responders are almost the closest I can get to people who are actually uh, stopped from using cannabis so they're always being tested or not so it's good to get an athlete's point of view uh, on this subject And uh, Mr. Harvey Antonio, give me a little bit of background on on your sport. I know you played NBA. How long did you play for? Who you played for and everything else? Wow.
1: Uh, Let's see. 12 (laughs) years total in professional sports. I did my first four years between the Lakers, Clippers, and Grizzlies. Uh, Went to Europe for a couple of years and played in Greece. Came back and finished up with uh, the Trailblazers, the uh, Sonics, and the Hawks in Atlanta. And then uh, took a year off to try my hand at coaching. Didn't like it. Kids are different today. So uh, we got into broadcast and then I finished my, my NBA affiliation with 12 years as a broadcaster. So 25 years total in and around professional sports. But, you know, I can't, I'd be remiss without bringing up the fact that even though I, I did 25 years personally, my dad played pro football and my older brother played pro football as well. So sports and ac- athletics is is my life my daughter plays pro soccer in europe uh so this is what i do this is what i know this is this is how i've made my living through, throughout my adult life
0: awesome awesome now you got into the cannabis industry how did you start the big i like finding out how you started was it you started investigating yourself for your own personal use and then discovered everything like i did that how much benefits it could help
1: everybody else how did that start I think that's that's it. Right. It's exactly what you said. Um, I was fortunate. My older brother having come from the NFL and cannabis in the NFL is way more prevalent than people know. And people want to admit, um, you know, I, I go back. He was, he's five years older than I am. And he had he had been utilizing cannabis his entire career. And so when he retired or when he got towards the end of his career, he kind of turned me on to it towards the end of my career. And it was really about sleep. You know, one of the things that never gets really talked about in terms of professional sports, especially in the NBA, is the travel schedule. Um, You know, it's it's nothing for us to play a game on Monday, at least back then. You know, you play a game on Monday, then you have another game on Tuesday. So Monday night, you're headed to the airport at midnight for, let's call it a two-hour flight, which is minimum, especially here from the Northwest. But let's call it a two-hour minimum flight. You're already midnight leaving, you're two o'clock in the morning, getting into the next city. You've got an hour between the time you land and you get to your hotel. So now it's three o'clock. Now you're looking at four o'clock by the time you get in your room, actually settled. And between all of that, you've now got to go to sleep, rest, recover, get up, go to shoot around, which is an early morning practice and be ready to play the next night. Man, there, there were times when I wouldn't go in to sleep till seven in the morning. There were times, actually, when I didn't go to sleep. I went straight to morning practice, then went to sleep after that. Like it was that the schedule can be that that grinding, and so I had to find ways to sleep so I could get my recovery. And that's where cannabis came into play. That that that's
0: yeah. I I, I understand that. I understand as coming from a fitness background, I know sleep is where we always recover. Everybody says. Oh, you don't need to sleep when you're young. But pro athletes, you guys need that to recover to actually perform better. A lot of people don't understand that with sports, that sleep is a mainstay of being able to recover, playing better, and staying focused a lot. So I can understand how the cannabis can come in. Now, we we met on Clubhouse yesterday. We were talking a little bit about this. And if anybody hasn't been on Clubhouse, you need to get on there because there's a load of information. People connect. This is how I connected with you. What do you think the biggest issue is with pro sports and cannabis industry right now and how do you think we can actually change it I know you touched on it a bit yesterday but I'm trying to find some different ways of opening
1: doors and like fire departments and stuff like that how do you guys how do you see it I think first we need to continue the conversation right and we need to destigmatize first normalize second the destigmatization comes in the conversation and who's utilizing it right um athletes are utilizing it but they're not utilizing it the way we've been taught Right. We've been taught that people who utilize cannabis are stoners. Right. They're trying to get high. And we kind of touched on it in that clubhouse room yesterday. We got to lose that. There is no recreational market for cannabis. There is adult use for medicine. And that's really it. It's adult use for medicine. And we have to start talking about it in those terms. Um, You know, what has to happen is we have to start opening up and having the conversation about who's utilizing. Right. I wasn't a stoner. Nobody in their right mind would have ever considered me a stoner uh, by any means. In fact, I didn't utilize cannabis in, a, in the quote unquote traditional sense. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't do any of that. I utilized edibles. I utilized vapes. I utilized whatever I could to make myself feel better uh, or to get that sleep that I needed so I could feel better. So I think first, we got to de- destigmatize the plant. It's not bad for you. It's where all medicine started to begin with. Right. So let's start with that. All the medicines are a synthesis of what the cannabis plant was doing up until like nineteen hundred. So there's one conversation we need to have. Number two, we need to get the real pros out of the woodworks. And I'm not talking about athletes. I'm talking about the CEO at Apple. I'm talking about guys who make real decisions in this world that I know are smoking weed because I've been in boardrooms with them where we've had these conversations. So I know it's happening. Those guys need to come out of the closet and say, yes, you know, yeah, I I utilize cannabis to feel better. I think that's where it has to start. Right,
0: right. And that's what a lot of people don't get. A lot of people, like you said, they saw that stigma of of stoners, but professional athletes like now they, they've taken it away from the olympics let's go for the olympics for example these people train for four years for that one single day to be on top of their game they can still do things that the average individual can't ever imagine doing while they were using cannabis so it's not like something that's going to impair them a baseball right. player can still hit a hundred ball 100 mile an hour baseball you know and not be impaired from his recovery using cannabis the night before it, it's it's dumbfounding that I that I see people going, oh, yeah, well, you're a bunch of stoners. It's slow. No, I, I talked with Tommy Chong a couple of months ago and he says, no, it, it's it's just makes you even focus even better. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, that's what people need to think is think about that part, not the old. He says, I got in trouble because people used stigmatize because of my movies, but I'm right. not even a stoner. I was actually a fitness buff and worked out with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and everybody else. And they use right. it for recovery.
1: So, so you'll, you'll enjoy this one, Gary. I, we did a survey when we started down our path to get, a, to, to, change the narrative, right? We did a survey of 1200 people that considered themselves athletes, right? We didn't, we didn't put any parameters around it. We let them answer the question, whether or not they were athletes. Uh, so 1200 people chimed in of that 1200, 800 or better, uh, confirmed utilizing cannabis pre and post workout. And so the the evidence is there. These people, all of them to a man said, I feel better when I utilize cannabis. There was one caveat, I will say, amongst the entire group. And that was um, the problems they ran into was dosing. Right. So when we talk about stoners and we're talking about how cannabis can slow you down in a sport, we're talking about two very different things. One in one area, we're talking about the medicinal use. Right. Finding That sweet spot, whether it's uh, ingestibles or topicals or smokables, whatever the case may be, finding that sweet spot that allows you to be successful without going too far. Right. Because that's when you fall into that stoner category. So for us, it was about creating a dosable product that you can repeat um, the feeling that you're trying to accomplish versus going too far or not going enough. So, you know, you look at it. This isn't new. The only people that are new to this are the outsiders that don't understand the, the medicinal benefits of cannabis.
0: Exactly. And this prime example, look, uh, I think they had in the news the other day, uh, Gronkowski. I think somebody came up against him and his cannabis use, and he flat out said, if it wasn't for CBD, I probably wouldn't be here now. It, it, right. You know, so he, he accredits it that the guy just won a Super Bowl. It's stuff that people don't understand. But like you said, it's the educational part of how to use it and properly as a as a medicine, like you said. And those things comes the biggest educational part, and that's where I tell people when they buy it. Just don't flat out buy uh, some gummies and then chew down like sixty of them. <laughs> you know, if you hit it after a couple hours, you might want to try one. Stay out fixed. Right. It's the Same thing when you first started your first beer. Hard, I know it's a bad analogy, but when you first started your first beer, it, it, you know you didn't go straight out and drink a, a case of twenty four beers. You, you know, right. it, it just doesn't work. Bad analogy, but it's the same thing with cannabis. You got to slowly see your threshold because everybody's different. Women are different from men. Large guys are different from small guys. So helping them understand that is the main focus. Like you said, education is a platform that we need to work on.
1: That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. When you understand your body better, right? And, and generally speaking, athletes do. So we're we're the ones that do start off s- slow and slowly ease our way into a proper dosing. I think that the normal person, the non-athlete, I won't call them normal, the non-athlete, don't, they, don't, they have a different mindset. You know, they want to go all in. Whereas we will kind of ease into it to get that right feeling and then kind of stop from there. So I think you're 100 percent correct. It's understanding what you're getting into.
0: Yes. And speaking about the, the normal people and like our non-athletes, you call them, we'll question the doctors because we have a, an, an end goal. In other words, we want to get back to playing. We want to get right. back on the field. How long is it going to take me? What do I have to do? As for everybody else, they're just asking their doctor something. The doctor says, yeah, don't do that. Take this. They want right. to ask them a complete question and that that kind of. Kind of where it defeats the purpose with, with cannabis, because people won't ask that question with doctor, well, if well, can I take something else besides this opiate for pain? Right. Can, do you, what do you about that? And if the doctor doesn't know about it, and that's the other educational part, is teaching doctors about it, they'll just say, No, I'll take the opiate, and people go, Okay. And, and next thing you know, they get hooked on this, like what happened to my daughter, get hooked on this opiate stuff after after a car accident, and, and then goes right. down this bad and terrible, terrible road. And that's where everybody ends up, you know, losing a loved one or somebody else. So mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about how you formatted your company and everything and how you got started with that.
1: So after we started growing, so we started as a as a cultivation facility here in Oregon. We were one of the first licenses in the state. We were day one. We got our cultivation license and I, you know, from day one, I I was in love with the plant. Right. I already knew about how it made me feel. But then to be in a building, growing this plant on a daily basis, it kind of changes your affinity for it. Then I fast forwarded it to, you know, three years later, and now I'm, I'm fully in, ingrained and engulfed in the science behind why I feel the way I feel after I utilize cannabis. And so we dove in that way. I dove into the science. And as I got more and more into the science and learned more and more about the ECS, the endocannabinoid system, and how it impacts the body and all of these things, I started realizing that all the guys that I knew that utilized, that smoked cannabis, none of them were doing it. To get high, they were treating something, whether it's physical, spiritual or emotional pain. But almost everyone who utilizes cannabis is treating something, either that or they're trying to reach a particular plane, be it spiritual, emotional or physical. So having said that, um, I dove into the science. Then as I dove into the science, I started to realize that guys have been doing this for so long without knowing what they were actually doing so one thing led to another and the science led me to we have to create a product that will allow my people my people athletes right to utilize cannabis in a in a in a way that is the antithesis of what people think so what we started doing was coming up with ways that we could can integrate cannabis into normal life and that's what led me to normalization so legends is a dosable Cannabis product, for lack of a better term. Right. We took what athletes are already doing, be it uh, pregame workout. Right. People take shakes. Athletes and, you know, this I'm sure athletes have been utilizing some sort of a shake or a smoothie or a juice or something for years and years and years. And then they would also, you know, smoke a joint or eat an edible or whatever the case may be. We wanted to marry the two. So what we did was start working on specific formulations that we knew had physical benefits. And then we wanted to add micro doses of THC along with high doses of CBD. And don't let anybody tell you. And I think you know this, Gary, I'm I'm preaching to the choir. I'm sure CBD without THC does not carry nearly the effects. CBD is great. And if you got to do something, do the CBD. But when given the option, always add just that micro dose of THC because it impacts the efficacy of the CBD in your system. So that's where legends was born. And we so now we've launched, we have four base products, four base categories, pre game post game relief, which is our topicals, and then rest, which is our sleep aid. Um, pre and post are 25 milligrams of THC, of CBD per serving. And when you buy this, the THC version, you get about two milligrams of, of THC. Not enough to feel high It's what we were talking about. You can fully function, but it relaxes the body. My wife laughs at me all the time because when I'm on, on the Legends products, I am more calm. But it's because the THC is just enough to take the edge off. It's like, it's like have, coming home and having that after work drink, except we're not killing your brain cells. We're actually stimulating your brain cells and insulating your brain cells, but you still get the call.
0: Exactly. And that's that's the exact point that I'm trying to drive in through fire departments and let them know. And I'm glad we have a bill right now that's allowing us to actually have the uh, if we get tested that we're not going to get fired up here in Florida right now. They, They put the bill in last week. We're trying to get it done. Because it's not about smoking cannabis or driving stone or seeing a bunch of firefighters with you know with crack pipes or smoking pipes out the window while they're driving. It's about the <laughs> after the day, right, that they had that day where they just picked up a kid out of the pool, the kid didn't make it. It's them to go instead of going to the bar and having 400 drinks to put them to sleep, going right. home and having one gummy or something that can just relax them and just help them take off the edge. And that little, like you said, a little bit of THC is what exactly is what actually helps. And yeah, that's the absolutely. key.
1: Yep. So it's it's funny, and I, I know this is a very different topic, but I'll even go one step further, and that is psilocybin therapy, uh mushroom therapy, which is a complete reset of the brain wiring. And people have no idea how important it is, you know, uh having been a, having been in, in that industry, um if you're in the, the social services industry, I don't care if you're a social worker or a firefighter or a police officer, whatever it is, a doctor, there's levels of PTSD that, that are dealt with, right? Like you said, that kid at the, 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 in, the, in the pool who didn't make it, that impacts you and it, it, there's no way around it. And it, there's a way to reset the brain, not forget about it, but at least reset the brain enough that you can continue to function. I think it's important that not just athletes, but like you said, first responders and social workers and people who are on the front lines. We have to give them that. We have to make that available to them. And, you know, cannabis is one psilocybin. And again, we're not talking about popping a mushroom and going out to Joshua Tree. And, you know, what I mean, that's not what we're talking about. Hey, we're yeah. talking about micro doses. We're talking about doses that are so low that you don't even know it's impacting you. Um, You know, I'll give you an example. When we started Legends and we're kind of still in this process now, we have a 14 day challenge, right? We send 10 days worth of product to an individual and ask them to utilize that product for 10 days. The 14 day challenge is tell me because when you're taking it, you won't even know you feel better. Day 10. But day 14, after four days off of the product, you start to feel worse that's when you know the impact of the the CBD and the THC on your body. So that's what I tell people. Don't think you're going to utilize CBD in particular. And all of a sudden you're like, oh man, this is great. Stop taking it after two weeks and see how your body feels at that point.
0: I want to tell you a funny story on that. And a lot of people, and I'll tell you what a lot of people think about it, but I was actually going to, I went to Mexico and I brought some of my CBD with me. That was like, maybe it just got legal here and I just put it in my, my suitcase and, you know, I didn't think anything about it because I'm on it and take it all the, so- all, all the time, my CBD. So I didn't think about it. They lost my luggage. Ooh. And, and so what ended up happening is I get a phone call. I says, hey, we found your luggage. Two days later, I said, okay. So we drive to the airport. And as like, we go to get our luggage, I see this guy come walking to us and there's two Federality police officers coming with him. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, hey, listen, we found these things in your, bo- in your suitcase. He's like, we're not, gonna, we're not allowing you to come in with it. So we're going to give you an option. If you want to keep it, you got to go with these gentlemen, or if we see you throw it out, you you can go on your way. I'm like, okay. He goes, because it was, it was starting to become legal. So I'm sure they, they see the coming in and everything else. So they let it go that week, the whole week while I was in Mexico, I was not very happy because I, I I, I blew both my knees out skiing, freestyle skiing. So I had arthritis in my knees. They were not happy that whole week. And I told Mm -hmm. some people about that and they're like, well that's you're addicted to it i'm like no 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 you gotta understand something it's not an addiction it's like every one of you and everybody you know this as well is half the time we run at 60 percent of our body or 40 percent. we don't feel good and we think that is normal right as we take the cbd and we're on it more long like you said brings us back to a level homeostasis state now we're running at 80 90 even maybe close to 100 percent Correct. that's normal. We've never felt that before. But as soon as you come back off and you go back down at a 40, the normal no now longer feels, <laughs> it
1: feels like twenty and 10. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. So so I, I'll share a, 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 some information that I found in a study maybe a year ago. Um, and I just do – I'm a random research kind of guy. Like something will pop into my head and then I want to find out everything I can about it. What it right, popped into it. my head was how much pain am I in, number one. How does it impact me today? Number two. And number three, how does it impact me over my lifespan? Interesting thing I found. Um When you're in chronic pain, right, you, it does become your normal. So you don't fight it. You just deal with it. Uh, as it becomes your normal, the, oh man, what is it? Uh, there's a chemical that's released when you're in pain. Oh, uh, any anyway, rate, I won't even begin to try to get into the science of it. I'll just say this. People who live in chronic pain, which is about 95% of the population, are shaving years, as many as seven years off of your life expectancy because this chemical, oh, it's the fight or flight chemical. We can do some research and, and I'm sure that you that anandamide. fans. It's a, not an anandamide. It's, it's the um, histamines. That's what they are. It's the histamines that are produced when you're in fight or flight mode. Well, they are designed to increase adrenaline and put the body in and literally this fight or flight mode. But we're only designed to be in that for 15 minutes because in 15 minutes, either we got away from that um, saber tooth tiger or the saber tooth tiger just had a great dinner. Right. It's, those right. are the only two options when you're in fight or flight. The body's not d- designed to sustain this for more than 15 minutes. Most of us live our entire life every day in fight or flight because of the chaos that the world creates. That is what takes the years off of your life. Like this stuff is, this isn't something that, that's new. This isn't something that's just made up. This is facts. And yet no one understands that that when you take cannabis, when you utilize cannabis, you decrease inflammation, you decrease your histamine levels, you decrease Mental fatigue, you insulate your neurons, all of that leads to a longer, more fulfilling life. So, at any rate, that's my spiel on why everybody needs to be on a version of cannabis CBD, THC, whatever it is, CBG, I don't care. You need to have it in your life. Um, Athletes, first responders, people who have even higher stress jobs, CEOs, you need it more than anybody. So, that's my thing. I'm going to, and with that, I'm going to. I'll I'll leave that particular portion alone. <laughs> you're about to use a term you're going to use that in the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That's all
0: good. Hey, Antonia, thank you for being on my show. Listen, if people wanted to reach you or check out your products, where would they actually go to do that?
1: Legends.club is our website. Um, the CBD versions of our products are available right there on our website. We're actually in the process of developing a Delta eight version because Delta eight, which is a, a, uh, and a derivative of hemp is actually legal to ship in like 40 states. So we're, right. we're replacing Delta nine, the THC with Delta eight, which is a derivative and gives you some of the same psychoactive effects, a lot of the same calming effects. So legends.club in about 60 days, we'll have our Delta eight products available and they will be the full gambit of what we want to do, which is low micro doses of psychoactive high doses of CBD with the other adaptogens to help the body uh, feel better and recover better.
0: That is, that is great. That's great. We'll put all the links. I'll get the links from you. You can email them to me. I'll put them in the, the show notes and everything else. Again, Antonio Harvey, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing where we can actually get this together. First responders and athletes on the same page so that we can keep going forward and get everybody access to this. So
1: Gary, Gary, thank you so much for inviting me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. You as well. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained some type of value. So what we need you to do is leave a review and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an
0: episode of The Good Dudes Grow.